What's going on, my friends? Welcome to episode 77 of the Get Game Podcast, where we talk everyday New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, national, and international sports. Hosted by your truly, Agrasani. Join us around by Melody Cunningham, Ag Streach, and Marcellus Redock. You can listen to the podcast right now on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also watch the soundcast right now on YouTube. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at Get Your Game On Peace. So with all that said, it's time to get your game on. Yo, well, guys, well, well. We got a loaded, loaded show for you guys today. We got MLB, March Madness, the NBA. We got... Oh, my God. We got so much I'm, to get. We got I'm so, very excited for March Madness. We, we got so much to get to. We were... Dude, I'm, 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 I'm saying my pick. I'm calling my shot like I'm Babe Ruth. I'm being that person like I'm Babe Ruth. I'm saying the Duke Blue Devils versus Gonzaga. NCAA Championship. Duke is winning their sixth pro championship program history. And Coach K is come going out on top of champion. Mark my words. This is God talking to God, by the way. I don't know yet about that Duke pick, Mike. We got to take it game by game. Or so I think we got – I got faith in my team. I got faith. Got to take it game by game. We man. just suck. We just suck when we play shitty teams. That's our damn problem. But, however, when we play against great teams, we bust that ass. We're like the Nets. We suck when we're shit – when we play against shitty teams. But we're good when we <laughs> play against great teams. <laughs> we, all, we almost lost to Syracuse. All right, guys, but you, you guys know what we're opening the show with, right? Oh, you guys know what we're opening the show. We were, deb- we were debating, like, like about, like, uh, earlier today, I was waking you, up this Alex. morning. I was waking up early in the morning thinking um, we're probably going to start off with football because there are all the big trades that happened and all actions going on in football. Now, we promise we will eventually get the football on the show. We promise we will eventually get the football. But, guys, you know what we're opening the show with. You guys know what we're opening the show with. Baseball's Baseball's back. back. I have no more to do. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Oh, yo, I'm sorry. You, we got to keep that as a blooper. I'm dead. Oh, trust me, we're keeping that. By the way, yo, Adam, the, first ever appearance, the first ever appearance on the show of Yankee Picture. Yankee oh, Picture, say hi God. to our audience. Adam, I'm surprised you didn't run around again. Uh, hold, on. Oh, hold on. I believe Yankee Picture has some thoughts on uh, the locker coming to an end. What, what are your thoughts? Okay, he's saying... um. He, he said, said pika, pika. He said, no, 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 pika, no. He said, no, I, I can translate. He's so happy at baseball back, and he says that Rob Manfred and Emily Owens can go um someplace south. Hey, 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 this is a PG show. <laughs> it's, I, he says someplace south. I put that in as a censor, Michael. That's technically okay. <laughs> to our fans that are hardcore, Pikachu said, go fuck the owners. That's what Pikachu <laughs> said. <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu gang. <laughs> but, but anyway, in all seriousness, the MLB lockout is over. Both sides finally came um to an both sides finally came to an agreement after after like months of debating um 
months of months of both sides like like with this hissy fit you know um more so from the owners and the than the players but eventually they got the eventually they got the deal done and like we spent like a, we spent last episode really giving like our in-depth opinion like uh, uh, on like uh, all like the specifics of the lockout and stuff and and we said but and we said before that um that we blamed more so the, the owners than the players for the soccer but at the end of the day we got to give um we're just happy that both sides like could finally work out their, their differences and finally come to agreement when you look at this agreement guys we're going to get into specifics of it later on the show but overall i think this is a really great deal um uh, for the players i feel like they got like a lot of what they were asking for a lot of like this the bs stuff that like the owners were uh, the um the owners were taking advantage of throughout the years. I feel like they, they like they at least saw, they solved the most. No, you're not all, but I feel like they they've solved at least most, like a lot, a lot of like the core issues surrounding the sport, like that we mentioned last episode. Alex, I don't know if you agree. Uh yeah, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Marcellus, one hundred percent, baby. Yeah, l- 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 yeah. Let me break down. Let me break down the new CBA here. Uh, credit to uh, Alien Galas on Twitter. Here, here are a couple of the things that were um that are good. Um, that based on uh, that uh that are including the new CBA. Like here, here's well, here's two that are right off the bat. You guys remember the seven eight games from last year? You guys remember the seven eight seven eight games from last year? You guys remember the seven eight games from last year? They're gone. So that's good. No more seven eight double headers. That's good. They had to what? get rid of those. No more what? seven eight double headers. That's one. They had to what? get rid of those. They weren't that bad. They weren't that bad. They weren't. I mean, they weren't Wasn't that bad. Uh, I, I, honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I was honestly in favor of the seven eight double headers in the beginning because. So, because because I because it honestly brought back a lot of us. Uh, like um, since I like covered the jackals, like it, I always kind of like made that connection because, because with the jackals they have seven eight double hairs, so it kind of brought that uh. You, the only back. thing I hate about it, but but here's the thing: I lost all of my feelings for the. I lost that feeling, like because you guys know last year I went to um a Yankees Mets game for a double header and I spent. All that money just to watch them lose, like in like a blowing a lead fashion, and I only got a seven inning game out of it. And I'm like, yeah, let's get rid of this. Let's get rid of this. But guys, I got even better news. I got even better news. You guys what? know the, the the stupid runner on second base rule. Yeah, that's <laughs> gone. That wasn't that bad. Explain it to the viewers. That was oh, that that I mean was Adam. That was just so Adam. stupid. That was just so stupid. I'm Bitch, so happy it's up. gone. Explain to our viewers who don't know the terms. You know. All right. Oh, okay. So for those, I mean, they know what to talk about. But for those of you who don't know, like MLB, like last year, I had this really uh, again. I'll say it again. Stupid. Uh, a rule where they would, where you would have to have like an extra innings. There would always be a runner on second base, and it just, it just, 
it's I get what they are trying to do. They're trying to like uh make extra innings go quicker. I I get what they were trying to do with the rule, but it just didn't. But it just didn't work. It, it, it was didn't in, work. it was in extra innings for like the last season, right? It was the extra innings for the last season. That's gone. That's gone. I think that was a shitty rule too. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, because you had to have a runner on second base to start the inning off. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think yeah, that's I, just not fair baseball because especially if you're the away team. One 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 hit into the outfield's game over. Exactly, exactly. So it's not fair to the away team that wants to like have the closer, and you're and you're up by a run and extra innings. Like here's the thing, we all been we all played baseball here. I ain't going to lie, I played baseball in high school. And I played all my life. I think the rule is ridiculous. I believe, in my opinion, the worst rule is the sack. It's the <sighs> Is the infield fly rule? It's the most stupidest rule in MLB history, in my opinion. So automatic out because is the ball goes in the infield? No, it's stupid. First of all, if the ball drops. We gonna do say it's automatic out? No. Adam, that's my rule. I think is stupid. Is the infield fly rule? The inf- infield fly rule, I don't think is. I I, I personally think makes sense. It's that's stupid. A, that's just but you tell me, Adam, so like you hit the ball, right? Yeah. Infielder drops it. It yeah. drops on the floor. That's an automatic out? Be realistic. That's no, 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 no. That's not the, the infield fly rule, I believe, is like where you can't like uh, let the ball drop and then like intentionally let the ball drop and make a double play. The infield fly rule is basically when it's up in the air and the ball is in the infield, is flying in the air. Yeah. And, 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 and like you can't like intentionally let the draw ball drop and try to like make a double play off it. And I get that because if if it was for the infield fly rule, they would be able to exploit um they would be able to, the base runners would be able to exploit it. So yeah, but all right, but let's game back to all the new negotiations in the CBI. You guys, look, here are some of the things that um um that, that um are in the CBA. Again, credit to eight. Dean Gonzalez on Twitter. Here's one thing. Know what the both sides agree on? We got 12 team playoffs. So we now have 12 team playoffs. And guys, I think that is a perfect, perfect compromise between like the playoff system of now and like the 14 team playoff that um the owners were proposing. Cause because I said for like 14 teams for a sport like baseball where you play like all throughout the regular season, that's just too much. You can't have a you can't have like a you can't have that long of a regular season and just ha- and have like a 40 team playoff where basically everyone's getting in. I mean I mean you just I mean you just can't do that. You just I mean you, you just you just can't it would destroy pretty much all um meaning of uh the regular season. It would, just, it would take away like a lot of the meaning of 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 the re- of the regular season. So but I do think 12 I think a 12 team playoffs makes sense. Because because you look at last year, guys, there are a lot of quality teams that that you could argue like does like deserve like a playoff spot that just didn't get because there were, last year there was only ten teams. Now I think now I think now I think hey this way where there are twelve teams, six in each league, like I think that's a perfectly fair compromise. I feel like that's a perfectly fair compromise. But but fair compromise because it's, it's not because it's getting to a point where like um. Because it, it lets more teams in, but it's not to the point where like uh 
where like it's the regular season it still means something it still means something like like they're still they're not they're not necessarily giving like away playoffs not to free and with 14 teams playoff that would be get to the point where they were it would definitely get started to get to that point so personally i'm in favor of the 12 team playoffs i mean i don't know i don't know if, i don't know if you guys agree or disagree Uh, hey Boogie, what do you got to say on it? I already just said. I already just said what I had to say. I said, "Hey Boogie." Oh, oh I forgot. I forgot. Both for you, hey Boogie. I forgot. I both for you, hey Boogie. <laughs> Yo, my fault. I gotta go nothing. Rich the goat. Rich the goat. Uh, I mean, I kind of like just like going off of what Adam said. I think that, um having no man on second to start off the extra innings is an even uh, rule uh, because it gives both teams a better chance of getting a win rather than getting a run every other battle. And I think that since the rule is changing to – no runners on base. I think that it's definitely going to be challenging for each team this season to, um, to bring in runs because, because you never know what will happen. And maybe we, we might see 16 inning games again or anything like that. But I, yeah, I think that, it's a great move for the MLB to do. I think that going going normal back back to normal is a good idea, and I'm really excited to see how these teams do uh, once opening day uh, comes around. And uh, for the playoff format, I don't really understand like how like I don't have a good comprehension. Uh, picture of like how it's going to work but I know that Adam has a better understanding about it and I can always go to him and uh, like always ask him uh, ask him questions off air and I think that uh, yeah. it's definitely going to be a very interesting season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not the I'm not an expert when it comes um to like these labor negotiations, but I I I I am capable of of holding my own of hope. I I am capable of like um explaining at least most of it to you guys. Another thing they agreed aid on is universal DH, which Marcellus that should make you happy. Finally, uh, no more DH in the National League because that helps out your Mets. It does. Honestly, I like the DH rule. My fault, Adam. I, I like that too. Yeah, I think for both leagues. But such if you're Otani, unless you're Otani and you can't, oh, Otani will still be able to um to to um pitch to still be able to pitch in there. I I but because I believe T as it is right now, you like teams can still like um bat um their their pitcher if they want to. They choose not to because why would you bat uh, a pitcher when you when you have um. Unless you could just wait, you could just do a TH. Unless you're Otani, that's saying Otani's like the exception to the rule. Oh, I'm going to say this: Otani's the best player in the league, in my opinion. It, it, he's definitely up there. He's at least top three. 
He's, he's the least number one. Three. He's the best. He's like a, you're uh, Mike, Mike Trout's still up there, and Juan no, Soto is still up is there. The best player. You tell me this motherfucker. Otani is the best player. I I I, I get that when you were here. We're both. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you guys. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. It's just he's up there. He's probably like. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. He's definitely at the early top three. I'm, I'll have to. I'll have to think about when, where I rank the three later on. I'll, I'll have to think about listen, my top when, MLB player rankings. When is the last time that we've seen a pitcher have a, for the most part, below two ERA and hit almost forty home runs in the same season? I, I believe Shohei Otani's ERA was higher same than that. Season. I think we all see that ever. Yeah. We weren't alive to see Babe Ruth, but Otani's like our Babe Ruth. He is. I'm not. I'm not trying to disrespect Shohei Otani. You just did. I say he was a top three player in the sport. How he's is that the number one. Player. He's the number one player in the league. Debatably, he's arguably the best player in the sport right now. I can't he's say the- slam dunk when you got Mike Trout and Juan Soto, who are both absolute studs on their own. Like. Like in the league too. I love Mike Trout. He's one of my favorite players, but I don't think Mike Trout is the king of baseball anymore. I don't think he's the king of it right now. I gotta give it to all time. I mean, well, I mean, we're we're let me tell you something. We're definitely gonna have to um, we're we're, we're definitely gonna have to resume this debate at a later date. We're definitely gonna have to resume this debate at a later at a later date. Right, this Alex, is interesting. What's that, Alex? Because he's been. Alex, who's the best player in, in the sport right now? Because right now I'm undecided. Right now I'm undecided. But I said for it's between those three: um, Shario, Ty, Mike John, Juan Soto. I, uh, if you're talking offense, it's definitely Otani. We're talking about all around game, all around. Uh, I would have to say, if you say Bryce Harper, I'm gonna smack you. <laughs> So don't worry, Alex um, is smarter than that. Freddie Freeman? Uh, no, 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 no. no, no. no, 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 no not even close. I love Freddie Freeman. We're going to get into him uh, later on because there's a lot of rules on him. Alex, I love Yankees, you, babe. But I love, I love Freddie Freeman, but he's not, I'm you, sorry, babe. he's not the best player in the sport. I'm Alex, sorry. I love you, babe. I can't, I can't with that answer. <laughs> how about, how about, um, uh, let's see. Uh, Juan Soto, all- Mike Trout, Shoyotai. Pick, pick, pick up one of the three. But he said Freddie Freeman. I can understand because he was the MVP. That's why he was the MVP two years ago. But he was the MVP, and he was, and he's a great, and he won a World Series. Yeah, I think he's in the top five best players in the league. Top five? I'm not sure. Top five. I say he's um, top. Uh, he's top ten, top fifteen ish, in my opinion. But I would say he's the best oh. player in the National League. Oh, how about how about Tatis Junior? Tatis Junior's top five, but depends. I can't. Though. I That's can't give you. Thing. I can't give you. He's not. He's not better than any of the guys I listed. Uh, who's the all right, Adam? What we got on the show? Because all right, talk- well, let's continue on. Um. Couple other thing, a couple a couple other things here is here's the one that's causing like some con- that's going some controversy um jersey and helmet advertising 
apparently people are, are getting mad because now teams are going to wear um wear advertisers on their jerseys. And personally, I couldn't care less. Like, I couldn't care less. Like, it's a sport that you're going to do everything you can to make money. If having a jersey, having a logo on a jersey makes them more money, then they're going to do that. And I personally couldn't really care less. Me either, brother. Like, it's not worth, like, guys, it's not worth getting mad over. I understand if you're, like, a baseball purist and stuff. Like, like I, I understand if you're a baseball purist, you, like, ultimately decide not to like it. But it's not a big deal. At the end of the day, it's not a big deal. I said the exact same thing last year when people are freaking out with uh, the Nike logo um, being on the Yankee jersey. I'm like, guys, relax. Relax. It's not that big of a deal. All right, here's a big one. Here's here's two big ones right here. We were talking before about uh the minimum salary, about um about uh, about the minimum about the minimum salary, about how like uh the minimum salary is way too low. Mm-hmm. The new minimum salary for a major league baseball player is seven hundred thousand dollars to seven hundred eighty thousand dollars, which right. is like I believe a two hundred. As a dollar increase, which it's a step in the right direction. It's not. It's a step in the right direction. It's not. It's not as much as like um, like NBA players. I've seen said before. I don't think it's in. I don't. I don't sure if that's as much as like NFL, but it is a step in the right direction. It is a step in the right direction. Back in the day, baseball players you used to make more than NBA players. Yeah, but now the NBA got better marketing. The niggas, those those motherfuckers getting paid. And me boys, we getting paid, baby. We getting funky like a monkey. <laughs> yeah. And me boys getting funky like a monkey. Oh yeah, two more viewers, funky like a monkey is more my new catchphrase. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for that. Also, here's another big one: luxury tax thresholds um, is being increased from. Uh, thresholds has been increased to two hundred and thirty minimum. So two hundred. And then 200, 230 million. So basically, so basically, um, it's basically 230 million. That's like uh, the threshold, like uh, for the first um, let's just check. So once you once teams have a payroll more than that, they will start paying like um, that they, they will have passed the luxury tax threshold, and that's an increase. So I believe, I believe, I believe the last luxury tax threshold was 210 million. So that's like a 20 million dollar increase. That's a lot. That's all. That's gonna help teams like uh, and that's and that's gonna help teams like the Yankee Yankees, guys, because we don't know how much the Yankees, you know, love to go under uh, the luxury tax. Uh, they love to go under luxury tax every now and then to reset. So that's definitely gonna help uh the Yankees out. All right, here's another thing: draft lottery. The LB's finally gonna have um. A, a draft lottery, which which I'm in favor, which you guys, I'm definitely in favor of this. In fact, I don't think I don't think it's enough. There's, I believe it's a 16 draft lottery. I think it's what, a 16 draft lottery. Like, I think it should be, I think it should be more than that. Like, because with the way it, it, I'm happy there's a draft lottery, obviously, because now teams like, like don't, because teams like don't have at least not as much incentive to tank, but at the end of the day, it's, it's still only 16. It's still only 16. And you could actually argue that um, 
it would give like middle teams, like teams that are outside of the top six, more incentive to like lose games. You actually argue that, but at the end of the day, I am happy. Like they probably couldn't like get more than like six years. They probably could that a six game draft is probably is probably all the players association could get right now. So I'll definitely I'll definitely be happy with so I'm so I'm definitely happy with what they got. But I think coming next CBA you know negotiations, I think they should the players should definitely like try to get more like during next CBA negotiations, and and I think they definitely will too. Cause that's the thing, guys. Cause that's the thing. Here's the thing. You guys know that I have that I have like standard um against the owners this one. Cause I said before the owners um had a lot of systems in place that were um exploited like uh the game and their players. I said I said before I said before I like I said before and I and I'm saying again right now. But at the end of the day, guys, if you guys if the players players or if anyone expected like um if anyone expected the sport and the players to have all these issues resolved in like one CBA negotiation, then, then you're dead wrong. That wasn't going to happen. That just wasn't going to happen. That just wasn't going to happen. It just, it, it just, it just wasn't. So, so the players that I'm sure they knew is they had to be realistic in like what they were asking and realistic in what they were asking, asking for. Cause if they were going to try to like, um, if they, I'm telling you right now, if they had, if they had set their bar like a, a bit higher, then we probably wouldn't be playing baseball t- uh, till like June or July or, or July. But the players, but players knew, but the players definitely knew this. That this was definitely like this deal was that this deal was definitely like really good for the for them. They got they, they got a lot of stuff that's gonna um help um the game the game move in the right direction and. I'm, I'm overall I'm happy with uh, the deal that the players got. I think this is going to help um, grow the sport. Another, another two things too is I don't know if you guys heard us that they're expanding the bases. They're going to have bigger bases, aces, and they're going to they're banning the shift and uh, they're going to implement a pitch clock. I believe the pitch clock is for 2023. I believe the shift bans for 2023 too, as well. I'm I'm not 100% sure. I have to look both those up, but. But I, I'm in favor of all of all those because, I mean, I wasn't totally against the shift. I wasn't. I wasn't one of these guys who to say hate the shift. But there were times where it's just like got ridiculous. I mean, having four outfielders, that's just, in my opinion, that's just like taking it way too far. That's just taking it way too far. Now you could argue that like banning the shift entirely may be in like a bit of an overcorrection, but. You could you could you could argue that, but at the end of the day, I am happy because that because now like um because these because these two things like obviously the pitch clock is gonna help speed the game up like that's obviously number one. We know the baseball is too slow, but the baseball needs more in game. The sport baseball needs more in game action. Like they need more base stealing. They need more like uh balls in play, which they need people. They need more incentive for uh players to put the balls in play. Because I hear all the time of people like arguing horseshit. Why don't why not hitters just uh go the other, other way? Hey, because because they're not. The players like the like the players and like organizations believe that um that like um that hitting into a shift and trying to like um hit over the shift is the is the best way. And, and if it and if it results like with less balls to be put in play, like they're willing to take that sacrifice. Now with the shift band, you know. We're gonna see more um contact hitting. We're gonna see more balls put in play with the 
and we're and with uh the aces being larger, we're gonna see more uh stolen bases. We're gonna see more in-game action, which that is like desperately what the, you know, the sport need it what needs. Like at least for like viewing wise, they the sport needs to like um pull back a little on like these three true outcomes based on um a lot of these LB teams have been playing. I feel like these changes are definitely gonna help out um, with that a lot. All right, guys, before we get to our, our hot take of the episode, one more um, baseball um, thing here is that is that no, with um, with uh, this negotiation with the lockout over, you guys know what, what officially starts back up na- again? You guys want to take a guess what starts back up again? What? MLB Free Agency. And that is interesting, guys. You you do do you guys know what else was about to happen starting tomorrow? It's going to be the biggest free agent and offseason frenzy in like LB history because look at all the big name free agents that are still out there. Carlos Cray is still not signed. Freddie Freeman's still not signed. Chris Bryant's still not signed. There's uh, like I'm not I, I just think three right there. There's dozens more. Carlos Rendon. Um who, who else? Nick Cassianos. Uh there's more. There's more. There's so many players that are left unsigned. So, and and you know what? You know what spring training is? The mandatory spring training date is. I believe it's what the fourteenth. Am I correct? I'll look it up in a second. But either way, like, there's go, there's going to with spring training being so too. Teams are going to be motivated to like get like these players signed. Teams are going to be motivated to uh, get these players signed and hurry and have them report the report spring training. So. Guys, these next couple of days, like, all I'm going to say is make sure you have notifications turned off for Jeff Passive. Make sure you have notifications turned off for Ken Rosenthal. Like, all those guys, because it is going to be a frenzy. And as a baseball fan, I am here for it. Oh, and make sure to have your notifications on for MLB Deadline News on Twitter. Yeah, that, that, that's a great account. That's a great account. But but getting back to like um, so I'll just bring my team to this, the Yankees, and because because they're a perfect example. Because you guys know the Yankees didn't do anything um when free agency started. They didn't do anything like they were they were they were, they were the, the Yankees. They were just silent. They for the most part, they for the most part were just they they made like what one Miley free agent sign. That's it. So they still have work to do. They need to um figure out what they're gonna do at shortstop. They need to figure out what they're gonna do at first base. They need to figure out what they're gonna do at center field. What they're gonna do at catcher. Um, they need to figure out their uh starting rotation. There's a lot of work they they need to do. And I'll say there's 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 the the two big names out there out there. Number one is is Carlos Correa. You guys know that. I am no fan of Carl Square. I have made that abundant abundantly clear. But at the end of the day, like if the Yankees did sign him, if the Yankees did sign him, I would also be happy with it because I'd also be happy with it because at the end of the day, Carl Square is a stud and he would help the and he would help the Yankees win. So I if the Yankees um so I would ultimately um be be happy with it. The the one concern I have always had with Carl Square, at least at least like uh, uh, at least at least to sign him is is pain is like it's like you're giving like all those years to 
a guy like another right hand that you're giving 300 plus million dollars to another right hand that when you already have Stanton locked up and you're gonna ex- and you're gonna be paying Judge soon. So is it really wise to invest that much money in another in another right hand that? So that's, that's that's always been my big gripe with us uh, with signing Carl Square. But but at the end of the day, if the Yankees can sign him, uh, hey, I'll be happy. But you guys know who my top free agent target is. Alex, you you know who my top free agent target is, right? Uh, I can't think of it on top of my head. I talked about them earlier in the show. The Yankees. Freddie Freeman. Freddie oh. Freeman is my top guy because you guys have heard, you guys have been hearing all like uh, offseason of how much I wanted like this team to add like a bit, not only a first baseman but a big time um left hand hitter. You guys have been hearing all along of how I wanted uh, the Yankees to add like a big a big time um lefty bat, and Freddie Freeman is exactly that. He's one of the best left hand hitters in all of baseball. He can hit for average. He can hit for power. He's great defensively. He's great defensively. Um, he he's he's clutch. He's a clubhouse leader. He's a champion. He's like he's a total pack. Actually, in my opinion, he he would be like um, he would be uh, he would be um, he would be like um, I think it would be a perfect fit for the Yankees. And there is some optimism. Like my dream may be going true because according to um, I forget who it was, but. I believe I heard reports that that from a bunch of sources. I believe Buster only uh, was one of them that Freeman is narrowing his decision down between going back to the Braves and and sign with the Yankees. That the Yankees are that, and that the Yankees are gonna are gonna make a push. Are making a push for uh Freddie Freeman once the lockout is over. So I so I'm praying that the Yankees can add them because regardless of what they do elsewhere, regardless of what they do at shortstop, regardless of what they do at catcher, regardless of what they do at um. At, at, with the starting rotation in center field, like if if these add Frey Freeman, he instantly makes them a better team because of all like uh all because of all the reasons I just mentioned. If they Frey Freeman alone would make would really make the team would really make the team better. So I'm really hoping and praying that uh that the Yankees can land him. So yeah, that's basically so, so yeah, fingers crossed about that. And Marcellus, I want to bring you into this. I, I believe that Kyle Schwarber is a free agent, and I've heard some rumors that uh the Mets may be of interest. I, I I I saw some Twitter rumors that uh the Mets may be of interest. So that I I personally personally Marcellus, I think Freddie, I think uh Kyle Schwarber would be a great fit for you guys because now with the new DH, like like you could uh, either a have Schwarber playing left. Have Schwarber play in um. Have Schwarber playing left field. Um, sorry. You can either a like have Schwarber like play first base or ha- and have like Alonso DH or b you can have Alonso play first base and have Schwarber DH. So I think so. Marcellus, I don't know if you disagree, but I think uh, I Carl Schwarber would be a great fit for the Mets. Marcellus, you there? He passed out. Adam, you killed my cousin. Shame on you. I mean, Alex. I mean, Alex. Um, you wanna um 
talk about the Phillies and what you expect from them, uh, what you expect of them, like um before spring training and like in free agency and stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm really excited to uh continue watching this Phillies team, especially uh Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, um, and some others. Uh. I'm I'm really interested to see how their pitching rotation is this year. I know that years uh the past years uh it's been up and down for their pitching and I think that having Aaron Nola uh in that rotation is gonna be a much better uh look for their rotation and uh for the beginning of the season, they, they start against Oakland uh, at Philly. So I'm interested. I'm very interested to see how Oakland responds to the Phillies pitching rotation in that series. I, I think it's going to be a very, uh, it's something going to be a down downhill series because each team is going to be very physical uh, offensively at the batter's box. And I think that I can see the Phillies getting the series win against them. I know it's going to be tough, but I'm feeling a surprise uh, series win for them to open up the season. And I think that like having the talent that they have can really brighten up the Phillies uh, fan base. Uh, I know that last season they they haven't done uh, very much uh, lately, and and I I know that this fan base has been spot on with the attendance uh, the last couple of years. But I'm just curious to see how this team fights day in day in and day out. It's it's going to be tough uh, for some series uh, that they go up against, but I'm I'm ready for the challenge, and I think that they are too. And I'm really anxious to get spring training underway. Definitely, definitely. Uh, but def- but all I have to say is, uh, we're definitely so happy to have baseball back. It's gonna be crazy, and it's gonna be a crazy phase. So I'm sure, like, um. I'm sure this. I'm sure. Um, by our next episode, a ton of deals will be done. We're gonna be able to discuss all of them. So it's great, great us uh, to be a baseball fan. But guys, you know what time it is? It is time for our hot take of the episode. So you know, so you know what this means. So guys, so to recap, um. Last episode, I went, I argued that why Sean Marks is a top general manager in basketball. And as Ray as I was, a lot of these people on here disagreed. So my hot take was disapproved. And I am now <laughs> off to an 0 and 1 start to the season. Your, your hot take was like. So, but guys, since my sauce had to leave us early and. Chris and Sam couldn't couldn't be here. That means our spinning wheel is only at, and obviously I can't go since um 
since I, I everyone else has to go again before I before before I can I go. That means Alex our, that means our spinning I'm, wheel is only got two names on today. I nominate Alex to go. I still got to spin the wheel, Michael. I still got to spin the wheel. So it's either going to be you or uh, Alex. So Alex, Michael, you guys ready for me to spin the wheel? See who's going to go today? Here we go. The hot take of the SO will be done by... Alexander Benjamin Rage. <laughs> oh, All right, hit. Alex. Was... <clears throat> You're up. The floor is yours. Kiss my ass, boy. I'm gonna get power. I'm gonna get ready for this. this All the times good. Alex gave me hell for his hot take for my hot take. Pay you know they say paybacks a bitch. Go on. My hot take is. Duke not making it to the final four. I already oh. disapprove. I already disapprove. I disapprove. <laughs> they are not going to make it to the final four. Explain. Elaborate. Elaborate. There's too much talent all over this country, and, and you do not know how, how good these teams are, and there's some Talent that, like, there's some unique talent that has hasn't been in this tournament for a couple of years back. But I do see some uh, upsets happening for Duke uh, in the first and second round, or maybe the Sweet 16. And I don't see them getting to the final four. Wow. Alex, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I don't think that's necessarily an insult towards Duke, but when you look at the college basketball landscape, you got Gonzaga, you got you got Baylor up there, you got Purdue's up there. There's so many like great. There's so many like uh great. There's just so many great teams that I'm not sure that Duke's Duke's pass to the Final Four. It's not going to be a walk. It's not going to be a walk for you guys, Michael. I mean, I mean. You could definitely see it uh, earlier today. They had trouble against Syracuse, uh, even though they they won. And they, is, Syracuse is a tough offensive team. Uh, after seeing today's game, uh, they couldn't handle their transition offense of plays uh, for the majority of the game. And I think that looking forward, this new team is – a big fluke, and people don't think a, that it. A, a big fluke, a big yeah. fluke. Yep. Are you fucking kidding me? Yep. Okay. 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 You want to play hardball? Okay. Let me ask you a question, Rich the bitch. Watch your mouth, my son. Rich, what did I tell you about that son crap? I'll kill you first. Of all. <laughs> Two. Duke. Here's the thing. The regular season don't mean we're going to win the ACC tournament. There's no way. There's no way we're losing that. Two. Go go Miami. Suck a dick. (laughs) (laughs) So, first of all, Coach K is better than – is a better coach than your head coach, but we ain't going to talk about that. 
Eric Dixon is no match for Pablo Benchero. I'm not. I'm not talking. I'm no, no, talking you kind of about... got me mad. I'm petty now. You kind of got me mad. You could have just said wait, wait, something. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't say Villanova would be making the final four. You said Villanova had a chance. But here's yeah. the thing: Villanova's going to has... choke like I usually do. Y'all gonna <laughs> and. Yeah. This is this is my statement. Statement of my hot take. The the three spots that Adam said are going to fill up, and the last one is going to be a mid major team that's going to fill up the last spot without Duke. What team would that be? If I smack the taste out your mouth, what team? Maui State. You're on drugs. Adam, let's end this hot take. You know, I, I, before I curse out the show, we get kicked off the air. Let's end it. Alex, I disapprove. Alex. You failed. You failed miserably. You said sacrilegious shit, and I disapprove. Adam, next. Okay, okay. Uh, Alex, do you have any last final statements for your hot take? Uh, talking about teams... Why the heck are you wearing Villanova colors white? First of all, this was a free shirt. And two, why are you wearing Duke colors? Blue, bitch. Oh, 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 oh. oh you got quiet. Every team in, in basketball is white, you freaking buffoon. Not every team. Duke is white, you buffoon head. Send your pumpkin head. But, Alex, I still love you. You a big old piece of shit. But we still love you anyway. Adam, if we're allowed to fire Alex, can we? <laughs> Talking about just one color, if you are watching the scene Hall game right now, they have all gray. First of all, this is black. Black is beautiful, motherfucker. Duke also wears black. No, no, as we, no ultimate... you said you said that every team wears white. That's white. False. White or gray. Thank you. So you could suck my left nut. Thank you. Bitch. Okay. Okay. You you added the second sentence after I said it. Thank you, bitch. You my bitch. You my That's son. You live in my house. That's why you live in my house. <laughs> you That's my why you son. John's dick on the middle of the live, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> TMI, please. Oh yeah, you're Cameron's bitch. It's okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you please? We're gonna get kicked off the air, Adam. <laughs> Alex, you know okay. I love you. Are you Rudy, got... Rudy Alex, are you done? Oh, Chris Corn just texted me and said he agrees with my hot take. That's the thing. That's the thing. What? What? Hold on. Hold on. All right, let's move on to. Uh, Any questions? Uh, all right, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's move on to uh, the approve or disapprove. Uh, I mean, Michael, I- I'm going to go first. I'm going to approve it. I don't think it's ne- it wasn't necessarily a disapproved it Duke. Bad. It's a great team. But, uh, Michael, there's so much competition. Like Gonzaga, Baylor, there's so many great teams. I'm not sure if uh, Duke can compete with all of them. So I, I think so I think like so I feel like not Duke not making it. why I thing. disapprove I, this hot take because he did it out of spite towards me. So that's why I disapprove this hot take because it was bullshit and bias. First of all, he only hates Duke because his dad went to the University of Virginia. But that's the only reason why he hates Duke. Oh, wait, uh, wait, wait. 
This just in. This just Okay, in. Oh, 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 wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish, let me finish. <laughs> so we're, right now, are tied. This right hot take right now is a tie. I approve, Michael does approve. So what are we going to do? But Chris can't vote for the show. So guess what? I decide to um bring you some support. You can't ask Chris. I you can't ask Chris. I, I decide to phone a friend. I decide to ask both our friends, Sam Rowe and Chris Kinn, what they thought of this hot take as a tiebreaker. And guess what? Both Chris and Sam approve. So that's the tiebreaker. Oh, he- Alex, Adam, your hot take has that. been approved. No, because that one and no, nothing. That is bullshit, Adam. And you know it. You it can't was phone a tiebreaker, Michael. You can't a phone a friend. You can't phone a friend. That's I can phone a friend for a tiebreaker. No, that is tiebreaker, you know I can phone a friend. This is some bullshit. Got some cheating motherfuckers. In the event of a tie, I can phone uh, a friend I for a tiebreaker. I quit. It wasn't even your hot take, dum dum. I quit. It wasn't even your hot take. I quit. Yo, Michael, just so he's with with these two past hot takes, with these two past hot takes, yo, when you finally go back, go back on the spot again, no. I'm going to be a dick. I'm going to be. Well, let's just say, let's just say, what, well, let's just say when you get, when, you, when it comes time for you to hot take uh, me and Alex, I'm not going to forget this. Let's just Worse. say that. Let's just Your say hot that. dick was just here, here, terrible. Here's, here's some of the text. Here's, uh, here's some of the text. Here's a text from Chris. Duke is R-N-A-F. Approve. Where did they say this? What did Sam say? If Alex said they are over it, I'll approve. Who? That's what Sam said? Yeah. Well, I'm about to call this Alex is Duke up. overrated. Alex is Duke overrated. Alex hates Duke because I like him. That's the main reason. Every, every damn effing year, they are overrated. Oh! Hey, wait, hold up. Villanova is trash, so don't get me started on that. Um, Excuse me. You, uh, ex- yeah, I, w- you. I would watch what you say. I would watch what you say. Yeah, I'm going to choke like you, Jewel. You guys don't even make it half the time. Last time you guys even were relevant was in 18. Thank you. My only argument, mother effer. Hold up. I'm, about- All right, I'm gonna give Sam peace of my mind. What are you doing? Uh oh. Uh oh. I'm mad. <laughs> Okay, I'm still gonna agree, but that's a cap, like big cap. Just for the record, uh, Chris, uh, Alex, I told Sam that it, that um, you said Duke was overrated every year. This is some bullshit, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I told Sam I'm gonna kick his ass. <laughs> I agree just for this once. That's All what right. he said. <laughs> okay. Okay. I agree for this year. Not he said I only agree for this year, not every year. Okay. All right, but actually how thanks for food. You guys ready to move on? Yep. Oh, you guys are moving on to right. we're moving on to NFL. The offices is fully underway. And guys. 
Take a guess what the first trade we're going to be talking about today, guys. What, your hairline? That's not a trade. That's not a trade. But you guys know what, what trade uh, went down uh, this week in the NFL, right? Russell Wilson, I don't even know. Uh, Russell Wilson is on his way to Denver in an absolute blockbuster deal. Um, you... On quote said, didn't you say he was going to go to the Giants? On quote, I said, I said I want him. I didn't say he was going to go. I, I said think he, he was, had a chance. I said I want. I said I wanted him. I said I wanted him, but it didn't happen. Uh, uh, the 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 Seattle, Seattle traded Russell Wilson and a fourth round pick to uh the Denver Broncos in return. In return, Seattle gets Drew Lock, North Band, Shelby Harris. Two first round picks, two second round picks, and a fifth round pick. So I mean, there's not much to say here other than other than I think it's an excellent deal for both sides because we look because because let's look at let's look at the package um Denver gave up. Let's look at the package Denver gave up for a you could look at that and say oh that's not but for a star quarterback like Russell Wilson who is right now at the very least a top ten quarterback in like in the league. Who's like one of the elite quarterbacks in this league, and you get him for uh, you get him for like um, and you get and you get him for a package like that. That is like a very very solid deal. And this, in my opinion, this officially puts Denver into a uh, the playoff category for next year. This officially puts a pl- uh, playoff category um that Denver into playoff contention for next year, in my opinion, at least. Alex, I don't know if you agree or disagree. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with you. I mean, what are your thoughts on the trade? Uh, I haven't really read anything about it. My, uh, I've been busy with... Yeah. You're with, a sports center, my dude. Come on. <laughs> I've, Michael, I've been, what are your thoughts on uh, Russell Wilson going to uh, Denver? I don't even know what to say about that. That just blew me out of left field. I was like, I know, I was like, I was like, he you know he's going to stay in Seattle. He made a BB game a household name in Seattle. I thought he was going to go to any team. I thought he would go to the Panthers. In my opinion, that'll be the team I could see him going to. But I mean. But I mean the- I mean, Denver. I mean, Panthers. I could get. I could. I could get him going to the Panthers. But hold on. Give me one sec. Or I could see them going to New York. You know what I mean? I could see him going I, to. I, I, I'm gonna say right now, as a Giants fan, this. Hey, here's here's because you guys, you guys know I want Russell Wilson. I want Russell Wilson because here's the thing, guys. You look at um the package uh that uh Denver gave up. The Giants could have offered up a similar package. It's only the Giants could have gotten Russell Wilson for those two, for all those picks, plus Daniel Jones and plus um a couple of their players. You tell me the Giants couldn't have got Russell Wilson for um for that for like a guy like Kevin Rudolph, uh someone from the defense, like they, they could have included him. You're telling me the Giants could have put together a package for Russell Wilson. So this so this, here's the, so so this, in my opinion, is kind of, a, of like a missed opportunity for the Giants because the Giants, with this trade, with 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 not making a trade for Russell Wilson, they had an opportunity to get their franchise quarterback to get to solve the most important position for us for at least, like, in my opinion, the next half decade. 
they had a chance to like um uh, do to do to solve all of their quarterback problem, and they and they ultimately decided to pass. Which means now is that now the Giants that like they made it clear that um that they're gonna roll with Daniel Jones this year, and then they and then um in all likelihood they're gonna try to find a quarterback next year in uh next year's draft. Because, and that and that's that's ultimately like what I think uh the game plan for the Giants is. Now, I'm not necessarily against that, but we look at like um as they say the draft like is kind of a crapshoot. So. Yeah, I had a chance to get the sh- to get uh, as cl- to a short thing Russell Wilson, and you didn't. So now Giants are gonna have to go like look for the next quarterback uh, through a draft, and it's always a risky game. So, so let's just uh, Giants fans, let's just let's just we'll we'll see how this plays out. Let's just hope for the best. Because Giants are honestly not gonna get their quarterback in this year's draft. Because I want to bring this up too. Is we gotta bring this move up. Um, Alex, did you hear what happened to your boy? Carson Wentz? Yes. Where is he going to? He's the back commandos. in the division. The Commandos. He is now with the Washington Commanders uh, for, I believe, what, two third-round picks, I believe? Uh, I forget what it was, but... I'm, I'm pretty think, sure it was two third-round yeah. picks, but my big takeaway because for that is, like, Washington, like we've heard, like throughout the side that they potentially could be a suitor for a quarterback in the draft. They're picking what eleventh, like they could potentially be a suitor. The fact that they looked at this year's quarterback class and said, and say, "Hey, we'd rather like make a trade for Carson Wentz," that shows you that this quarterback class, guys, ain't it. This year's quarterback class ain't ain't it. And I think the Giants would like be would be like a uh, stupid. To, re- to really take any of these guys for the top 10 pick. I, th- I think because this, this, the, the, com- the commanders show, like, um, like the commanders show that what the NFL thinks of, like, this year's quarterback. Uh, uh, so it also, so, so the Giants, like, if, if you were one of those who was on the Giants, like, we're going to um, get the quarterback in uh, this year's draft, then I suggest rethinking that because I'm not at all likely that isn't going to happen. They're gonna ultimately find a quarterback in in a next year's draft. But getting back to Carson, to get back to Carson Wentz, how they Carson Wentz back in the division. I mean, Axel, well, I know your thoughts on that. What's your thoughts on having like your boy back in the division? Uh, it's definitely gonna feel uh like when when he comes to play at Philly again, it's definitely gonna feel that same way of kind of like Ben Simmons back in Philly type of atmosphere. Uh, I think that it's definitely going to be a very uh, intriguing game to, to keep an eye on. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what he does for Washington. I think that he has, he still has that skill level to compete at a high level. And as you could see in the past, he he had a ton of weapons with Indianapolis. I think that he can uh, continue making those impacts with Washington. Uh, and I'm just really anxious to see how he does with Washington. And I think that it's a pretty good fit for him to be with Washington and 
have the ability to be in the same division as the Eagles, and I'm really looking forward to it. It's definitely gonna be very interesting. It's definitely gonna be very. It's definitely gonna be very interesting. Definitely. But getting back to Russell Wilson and um going to Denver, can we take a look at like uh the NFC, the AFC, the NFC, the AFC West here for a second? That's easy. The best division of football. You got the. That's easy. You got the uh Kansas City Chiefs with Mahomes. You got the Chargers with Herbert. You got uh the Raiders with their car, and now uh you have uh the Denver Denver with um Russell Wilson. That division, guys, got eyes. I, I I'm not. This is probably gonna be a hot take. I would not be surprised if uh next season, like all three uh of that AFC wild cards come out of the AFC West. I would not be surprised. Cause that division, cause really, like pick the weak team in that division. Pick the weak team. Even last year with with Denver, that Denver was still like a solid uh, team. And they had who they have their quarterback. I forgot his name. I forgot was it Tay Bridgewater? I think it was their quarterback. Ah, oh, look it up. I forgot who their damn quarterback was. Oh my god, I forgot who their quarterback was. And now you add Russell Wilson to a team with. That team that has a pretty solid defense, like defense, and they got some weapons. Russell Wilson, like, damn, that team's gonna. That team is gonna be really, really fun to watch. Also, another uh, big, uh, big um, news was take a guess where Aaron Rodgers is going, guys. He's going nowhere. He signed an extension with Green Bay for, I believe, what, four years, $200 million. And, like, it, and it, just, it just proves that, like, uh, all the talk about Aaron Rodgers, like, potentially leaving Green Bay, always oh, not happy in Green Bay. It just proves that all that talk was bogus. All of that talk was – it just proves that all of that talk was bogus. Alex, your thoughts? I uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just really excited to see what happens with these teams, and like I, I'm really anxious to see how how these teams develop in the coming years with a high level acquisitions, and I think that, uh having the chance to see what these NFL prospects can do in this upcoming NFL draft is going to be a, a very valuable piece to for these teams. Uh, I'm speaking I'm speaking in every way these teams play and I think that they have the ability to to surprise people this upcoming season and have a really uh, unique way to winning. Definitely. I mean, there's some other moves that we, um, we that we got to discuss. I mean, there's some other moves that um 
BS is this guy's um that are worth more than any Khalil Mack going to the Chargers. That's a really, really big pickup um for for the Chargers. Like and Khalil Mack, who well, is that well, he's not as good as he used to be. He's still a very, very, very great defensive player, and he's gonna really make that Chargers defense uh, defense a lot better. So, so that's definitely a big pickup. Um the Giants finally extended Stony Shepard, like to a, I think it's time to a one year extension. So I think that's a solid move. You bring back Stony Shepard for more year and for more year, give help help keep this offense somewhat together for uh to see what you have in, to see what you have in Daniel Jones. So I think that's a solid move. And Michael, my friend, this story is this move was kind of like a, a couple of weeks is like a bit old, but your Cowboys signing Amari Cooper. What are your thoughts? I mean, cutting Amari Cooper, what are your thoughts? It surprised me because Amari Cooper is our one of our best wide receivers on the team, in my opinion. I thought they would have cut Ezekiel Elliott. That's what I was thinking. They weren't going to cut Ezekiel Elliott. Let's be That's honest. what I was going to because Cooper had a better season, but they wanted to open the cap space so they can get major receivers. Yeah, this is definitely. I think Amari Cooper was definitely a cap space casualty, and and the and I feel like Denver uh, Dallas is definitely going to look to improve like uh, their, like their receiving core with either through the draft or by making a trade. The one problem with that, Michael, is that this draft is not friendly on um wide receivers. It's like the worst football draft in football right now. For offensive players, at least. For offensive players, at least. Like it's like a, not a good draft. It's not. It's not. It's things that I love the NFL draft. And I love breaking it down. And I love like, I love like getting to like, like looking up all these prospects. But yeah, this year's NFL draft is not looking good. That's all we're gonna say. It's not looking that good. At least offensively, there's still. It's offensively because there's still some solid defensive players that uh, might be right now. There's, there's some solid offensive linemen, but overall, like, overall, this draft isn't like the best. All right, guys, before we get to our bets, a couple of NBA stories here was, I got, I'm going to, I'm going to take pleasure in putting my friend Alexander Reach here on the spot. And Alex, Net 76ers, Ben Simmons, like, unofficial return. And what happened? The Nets blow out the 76ers. And it's just rules. Honestly, what, a couple takeaways from this game, like, from this game for me. Number one, this needs to be an Eastern Conference Finals matchup. This needs to keep being in Chicago Charles. When you saw, like, um, I don't know if you guys saw all this during the game, but you saw Kevin Durant and Joel Embiid. They were going at each other. Like, they were exchanging words. They were going at each other. Um, Both, um, both, both with their play and, like, uh, with their words. They were, they were going at each other. These two teams, like, this is a, re- I feel like this is the beginning of a real big rivalry, like, in the NBA. This is definitely going to be the beginning of uh, a real big rivalry. And this is definitely going to be the beginning of a really big rivalry um, in, in the NBA. Hey, this is going to be like, this is going to be spicy because both sides, I feel like, 
have reasons not like each other. Both sides have reasons not like each other. The the sexist obviously have no reasons like this because of Ben Simmons, because because of because of Ben Simmons. Because we all know how how to on on how that debacle um debacle ended and. As Nets fans, we know we have no love here for James Harden the way um he screwed us over. So this is gonna be the beginning of a real uh nice rivalry. This is gonna be real. This is gonna be really fun to watch. That game, like even though it was a blow, that game had the atmosphere of a playoff game. That game um had uh the atmosphere of of a of a playoff game. And obviously Ben Simmons couldn't play, but but he was obviously on the bench, and but he was on the bench and. As usual, you as as usual, um, as expected, uh, Philly fans uh express their feelings to him. I think that's a good way to say it, Alex. Now they expressed their feelings to him. They were chanting, um, "F Ben Simmons." Uh, I believe they were heckling him on the way to the bus, which I kind of liked. The I, I kind of liked the fact that um. Ben Simmons was at the game because Ben Simmons is going to have to deal with uh, that Philly crowd for the rest of his career. He's going to have to deal with uh, the Philly fans like heckling him and booing him for the rest of his career. So, so this is a good way for him to like get used to it, get used to it now. Because from here on out, it's only going to get worse, especially if the necessary Sixers uh, meet in the playoffs. Alex, I'm, you're the Sixers fan here. I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a tough situation for them uh, playing a tough, hardcore Brooklyn Nets team. Uh, it just wasn't their night uh, mentally. Uh, I think that they definitely got off to a bad start in the beginning of the game. And seeing Seeing Doc upset with some of these players is speaks volume of this squad, and I think that um, the chemistry is there, but it just wasn't there tonight. Uh, and I really hope they learn from this uh, moving forward and having to play some tough opponents down the road, and uh. I think one one point they shot uh eleven for for like twelve at threes. Uh, I'm not sure what part of the game that was, but Seth Curry, Kyrie Irving were tr- tremendous for Brooklyn tonight. Um, and they just couldn't stop stop KD either. Uh, and and I'm really anxious to see. What happens uh, down the road with this matchup in the next uh, meeting? Uh, and I'm really hoping that uh, Ben Simmons can suit up to play. Uh, and I'm. Uh, oh, also, uh, Adam, I forgot to ask you. Uh, but what was your thought on the Embiid and KD shuffle? I mean, I gave my thoughts. Uh, I, I I gave my thoughts. On, I think I think this is the beginning of a really big rivalry between the Nets and Sixers. Yeah, I think it's the, I think it's definitely the beginning of a really um 
are, I guess it's the beginning of a really big rivalry because these two teams, like, obviously don't like each other. They both have reasons, like, not to like each other. So this, because, because I think this is going to be really, really great for basketball. It's going to be really fun to watch these teams go out over the next couple of years. All right, one last story. Um, Michael, I, I got I got uh, ask your thoughts on this. Cam Reddish is officially out for the season, so that definitely is a big blow for your Knicks. Mike, are you there? <laughs> Michael, okay, don't fall asleep on me here, boy. Yeah, enough people falling asleep on me on the podcast for one day. <laughs> I just want to see your face when I was falling asleep. What's up, Adam? Uh, Cam Reddish, out for the season. Your thoughts? Honestly, he's a value piece to the team, to the Knicks. But I'm, gonna say, I'm just going to say next year he's going to be stronger because he has – he's in the prime of his – he's not even in the prime yet of his career. Because I think he's better chance since he's young. He's probably going to bounce back better than if you're older. Unless if you're a certain dude named LeBron James who doesn't get hurt that much, and then he bounces back quickly. So I'm going to say it's a big loss, but it's better for us, for him to be out now, because we're not going no places. So that's what I got to say. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I think Knicks fans obviously can see this season is a wash, and it's all about game rate for uh next season and beyond. But, guys, you know what time it is? Bets of the episode. It's time for our bets of the episode. So, to recap last episode, our first episode of Season 2, our first bet to Season 2, um, it was uh, half and half. Three of us won, three of us lost. Let's, do you guys want to go over the bad side? Or do you guys want to go over the good side? The bad side. All right, let's go with the bad side. Michael, you lost. Uh, you had the Mavericks over the Jazz and the Lakers over the Spurs. I believe the Mavericks beat the Jazz, but the Spurs upset the Lakers, so that wrecked your parlay. Sam had the Pelicans over the Grizzlies and the 76ers over the Bulls. Bulls, um, uh, uh, 76ers beat the Bulls, but, Pel- but Grizzlies beat the Pelicans, so that wrecked his parlay. Alex had the words over the Clippers and Steph Curry on the over. Um, I forget what happened that game, but it didn't matter because he also had Purdue-Fort Wayne over Northern Kentucky, and that wrecked his parlay. But everyone else won. Chris at Chris um, won his bet. He had the Grizzlies over the Pelicans on my line, so he won his bet. He has 3.45 points. Marce- I won my bet. I had the Nets over Sixers very smartly on the my line, so I win my bet. I add 16.8 points. And Marcellus hit on a big pry. He had the Knicks over the Kings on the money line and Sons of a Magic on the on, on the money line. So he won his bet. He and he adds adds twenty three point thirteen points. So up there on the standing. So I'll give you our debut standings. Or we're not gonna do our star system yet, cause cause I want to wait till um. I want to wait till we can separate the pack more because right now we have a three-way tie for last place. But my guys, my sus jumps out in front early. He early in first place in both categories. One no record, twenty-three point thirteen points. I'm currently in second place in both categories. One no record, sixteen point eight points. 
Chris is in third place um, in both categories, one and 1-0 record, 3.45 points. And everyone else, you all have – Michael, Sam, Alex, you all have no points and one run record. So that's how we open up season two. So we do have – um. We do have Chris's bet, and we do have Sam's bet. Chris is taking records on my line over Iowa, and Sam is taking the Pelicans on the my line. So for the second episode, Sam is taking the Pelicans. All right, guys, you guys want to let the defending champion go first? I repeat, do you guys want to let the defending champion go first? Sure. Okay. I can't hear you, Michael. You got to stop with this rating champ crap. You got or one lucky bet. The vet, the fuck you. I, the, I, think I can say that until the end of this season, at least. I kick all myself the defending champion from now up until at least at least until February 2023. If you don't like it, Michael, I don't care. But here's my bet, guys. I've been, deb- I've been debating because I want to play any games anymore, guys. I'm tired of, of playing any games. I want I want to keep on this hot streak. I, I want to keep on this hot streak. And I want to win season two just like I did season one, so... I'm going right back at it. I'm going to take the Warriors over the Bucks on Saturday. On Saturday, hey, I'm going to take the Warriors over the Bucks. The Bucks beat the Warriors the first time around. The Bucks are not beating the Warriors two times this season. They are not sweeping the Warriors this season. Warriors are just too good. Steph Curry is just too good. Clay Thompson is just too good. I believe the game is at home. Am I, am I correct? So I, I, I really, I, I really like like this bet. So. I really like this bet. So I'm going to take the Warriors over the Bucks on the money line on Saturday. And guys, that is my bet. Who wants to go next? I mean, I, I mean this is an easy answer. Alex, go ahead. Okay, so I am going to do a college basketball parlay. Okay. So I am going to do... Uh, let's see. Um, I'm gonna do Illinois over Indiana, and I am gonna do Texas Tech over Oklahoma. Taking Texas Tech over Oklahoma. Yeah. And what was your first bet again? Illinois. Uh, against uh, Indiana. Okay. Both those games are tomorrow, right? Yeah. All right, I got gotcha. you. Right, um, all right. We saw Marcellus' bet, so Michael, are you going to go for Marcellus? Did Michael leave? He texted his bet. All right. Yeah, he texted his bet. He's taking uh, the Knicks over the Grizzlies, at Grizzlies and Celtics over Pistons. So I'm pretty sure that's his parlay. Is That's his parlay. But 
but but Marcellus had to leave early, so we don't have Marcellus's. We so we don't have uh, Marcellus's bet. Or do you, do you want me to make a uh, Nick's? Or is he? Or do you want me to mix? So, or you want me to, or actually want me to make a Celtics, uh, the Celtics bet, Marcellus's bet? Sure. Okay. But guys, that's all for our bets. That's all for this episode. Um, Nothing else to say. I mean, nothing really else, else to say. I mean, we, we talked, I mean, it was definitely like so much going on in sports right now. I mean, with with the with times right now, um, with, the, with all the dark times that are going on, on like, like in the world, like it's nice. It's a, it's it's these moments like now with all the craziest going on in sports, with all the craziest going on in the NBA, like um, with all the craziest going on like with baseball coming back. These are the type of moments we live for as sports fans. These is the, these are acts. I think you can agree. These are the type of moments that make life worth living. Yeah, like every single day, it's definitely worth being alive and being able to. I have the opportunity to do what we do. Uh, I'm really grateful for this podcast, and I'm grateful for each and every one of you. And I'm and amen, brother. I'm grateful for you, and I'm grateful for everyone else on this podcast as well. But guys, any final thoughts? I'm gonna take that uh, as a no. I got, I got one one thought. Go ahead. Miami over Duke later today. Oh, by at least six points. Wow, hot take in the episode, Alex. I like it, but that's it. This has been episode 37 of the Gay Game Podcast. You're truly Angrasani, Mike Cunningham, Alex Reach, and Marcellus Brown. Really good, you heard. Be sure to leave a like and follow or subscribe to the podcast. Also, if you want to join the conversation, leave a comment on YouTube, or reach out to us on social media. We may feature what you have to say in a future episode. Remember, my friends, don't assume Jesus is fancy. If you can imagine a world, believe in it, and dive in. See you next time, and until then, stay lit. Go Miami. <laughs>